Hey guys, welcome to another episode of my podcast this week with your homegirl Shalom. I want to believe today's looking up for you. And if it hasn't, if it isn't, I pray that it will definitely, absolutely look up for you and it will be well with you. Well, today I want to talk about soul detox, the purity stereotype, soul detox. Please keep in mind that here I try to define relationships righteously and I, and I also talk kingdom matters. Now, in talking about soul detox, it's important for us to know that when God wants you to detox, it puts you in the wilderness because that's where it begins to strip up, strip you of everything that you do not need. So here, I want to ask the question, what is in the carry-on of your heart? What is in the luggage of your heart? Now, detoxification is a process of reading the body of harmful substances. But in this case, we are trying to read our souls of harmful substances. How about letting Jesus with the garden of your heart? Let him mow it. Well, I want to take my scripture here from Matthew 5, 4, Matthew 5, 8. And I'll be reading from the Amplified Version. Talking about purity. Blessed, happy, enviably fortunate, and spiritually prosperous, possessing the happiness produced by the experience of God's favor and especially conditioned by the revelation of His grace, regardless of the outward conditions at the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now that's the Amplified Version. But the one we all know is blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, I want to debunk a purity stereotype. A lot of times when we talk about purity, people think we're talking about sex. But no. When Christ talked about purity, he meant what comes out of your mouth, what is in the carry-on of your heart, and how whatever comes out of your heart and of your mouth defiles your body. Not even what you take in, through your mouth, I mean what you eat. Now, I want us to know that when God wants to, you know, get us through a process of detoxification, when he wants you to detox, he puts you in the wilderness. Like I earlier said, he puts you there because at most times we do not know that we're in the wilderness. A lot of us want to get to the greater we want to get to the next level, even though even though we don't know what that next level is. But the truth is, I think sometimes, if not most times, we stop ourselves without knowing. So I'm going to explain by saying, the first thing that I would love to talk about here is to help as an individual. Because from time to time, I think that as Christians, we need to detox. Maybe God is saying you cannot be in this relationship because you can't have this um, wonderful, amazing husband that you've been praying for and this sweet wife you've been asking for because you've not detoxed. Because you still have things in your heart. You still have things in your being that have not stripped you off. So he's saying detox your soul of contaminates. And I would explain. What did you allow into your eye and your ear gates? Huh, bro? What are you jamming to? You know, it's so surprising that when you see people, um, you see someone say, oh my God, I I don't know why I still have this customer. You know, I'm cussing people and I don't like it. And throughout the day, 
you're with your earphones and then you're jamming and i'm like what are you jamming to you're listening to a musician to a song where the person who is singing is actually cussing people out and that is entering into your subconscious and then you're trying to stop yourself from cussing how does that work so what exactly are you allowing into your through your ear gates through your eye gates i want you to keep this in mind as i continue further so what are you jamming to bro and sis what are you rocking to oh i love this what stimulates you you know the next thing is that i want us to take note of is our words have weight and words are so powerful they create and they destroy you know the part of the word the part of the bible that says the tongue is set on fire from hell it's a very very small member but as small as it is oh my god it can ruin an entire dynasty it can ruin and completely mar a person's destiny think of the times the moments not the familiar ones think of the moments that you've been through a very difficult time maybe you've said something not too right not too correct not too um proper that has changed the course of your destiny that's how powerful the words that we speak are and i'd like you to know a secret today when man was created in the image of god he was carrying god's dna i mean literally carrying god's dna and as christians that's where we, that is exactly the same spot that we are we carry his dna so i would say this as a word of advice to anyone listening to me right now be careful what you say watch your words because angels and demons evil spirits are waiting on your command furthermore god does not take our words lightly neither does the devil and you know what strikes me most about this um, being careful with what we say is the fact that it's been a pattern You know the devil likes pattern and is a generational assassin. Apart from being a generational assassin, <laughs> he's a veteran who never retired. He's on kind of veteran never retired. So why I say all that is he loves pattern because the devil is always interested. I have noticed in what God is interested in. He's always interested because he knows wherever God puts his eye wherever god is trying to watch hmm that thing must be special so sometimes i think i posted this about um few days ago on my status each time you find yourself being betrayed being offended about something that someone has done for you being rejected and people you know hurting your feeling believe me it's not about you it's really not It's not about you. It's about that unique and seen, like I called it that day. It's about the unique and seen that God has placed and deposited inside of you. So when you recognize this, you worry less, but pray more. Now, continuing, like I earlier said, our words have weight. Angels and demons are waiting on your command. God does not take your words for granted, never does the devil. So you need to pay attention even every day to your self talk. What do you confess to yourself? Now, here goes the purity talk. 
All along they have been talking for about five minutes. I've not talked about sex. Oh yeah. So I am debunking the purity stereotype about sex. Each time people hear um, purity, that's what they think of. I am debunking that in this podcast. The Greek word for pure means to be clean. I didn't get the Greek word, but the Greek word for pure means to be clean, to be unstained. Stained and um, from guilt to be blameless. And that's why the psalmist said, Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me, O God. Cast me not away from your presence and take not thy Holy Spirit away from me. You know, these words aren't just empty words. So like I said, I'm here to debunk the purity stereotype. Jesus wasn't talking sexual purity. Purity communicates wholeness. I want to say it out here and I'm going to put this out. And I want to sit this one out. And the reason is I realized and I have noticed that a lot of relationships these days are rebound relationships. And the reason is purity comes from a place of wholeness. But how many of us have whole hearts? I mean, W-H-O-L-E. Our hearts are not whole. So when you're telling God, oh God, I need this man. I mean, I've been praying. I need this job. I need this career. And he's telling you, you cannot, you cannot be a good husband because I've not stripped you of the things that you're carrying. You know the problem? Follow me closely. I think a lot of us have um, promised land address. But Sodom and Egypt appetite. And the devil loves us living in contrast because he loves confusion. Everything is spiritual. The very moment you begin to see things like that, it makes it easier for you to know where you're standing. It makes it very easy. Very, very easy. Now, I, I think last week I was talking about the Proverbs 31 man. And I realized that The world is lacking real men. There's so much content out there about how a woman should be, how she should comport herself, the conduct, the character. But the truth is, if we keep up like that, we're going to have a generation of women who are trained for men that are never existing. Yeah. So now, I would ask you, where does your affection and devotion lie? Because you can't be a temple and be an hotel. I mean, a temple is where they worship. And for a hotel, people check in and check out anytime they want. You can't be that. You can't. You know, and you can't be a worshiper and a warrior at the same time. A warrior. You can't. Because you're busy worshiping. You have idols. And at the same time, you want to be a warrior. It's not possible. Because right now there is war going on every time. I wish God would just open our eyes so we'll see that how a lot of our thoughts, a lot of our actions, and the words that we speak, they affect and they break in to the other dimension. One day you'll know your words are so powerful because when spiritual battle breaks into the physical realm, I don't know if anyone has ever experienced that before, but... When spiritual battle breaks into the physical realm, I'm telling you, you're fighting a real battle. So, but my concern is the church today is breeding 
and raising believers who can handle blessings but cannot handle tests. So how are you going to be a warrior if you don't know how to handle tests? And God is a God that loves training. He trains his children in a hard way. So continuing, I would say that the devil wants us to claim kingdom and at the same time misrepresent it. A lot of, a lot of us are promised land address, like I earlier said, but Sodom and Egypt appetite. Think of this. Now, we are called to be salt, not sugar. And the pathetic thing is the way the church today preaches that. God, Christ called us to be salt and not sugar. I know that's an oxymoron, but I'm trying to say, oh, people tell you when you come to God, it's always going to be sweet and rosy, you know, no bumpy ride. But here it's telling you, I call you to be salt because for when you're salt, you have a lot of lives that you have to touch. You know, so we are in a war. We're in a war. And it's a warfare of concentration. How long can you concentrate for? Because mismanaged focus causes misplaced trust. So the weapon here is distraction. That's what the devil is using. So if you're focused on money, you put your trust in the career, you put your trust in your job, you put your trust in an investment somewhere, and... The very moment you get laid off, you're fired, oh my God, and people begin to see your brokenness. You know, they begin to see that you've, you have misplaced trust. That misplaced trust shows. Now, put your trust, I would say, a lot of us put our trust in the resource, another source. <laughs> when God blesses you, what the prosperity, the prosperity teachers don't teach you and do not let you know is that when God blesses you, it's not particularly to raise your standard of living, but to raise your standard of giving. I'll say that again. It's not to raise your standard of living when he blesses you, but to raise your standard of giving. So since he blessed you, how many people have you blessed? Well... How do you handle letdowns? Because God is training warriors. How do you handle disappointments? Because if you don't know how to handle tests, you're not a warrior like I earlier said. The church today only knows how to handle blessings and it's a weak form of training. So, um, a lot of us think when people come to our lives, we're giving them all we want. But how about I tell you today that usually you're giving them your peace, the key to your peace. <laughs> a lot of us are great at delivering the word, but are poor at letting the word deliver us. You know, we profess, but there's no transformation. How about putting aside and shaking out the profession and asking God to transform you? Be whole. Because purity comes from a place of wholeness. A heart that is whole, not a heart that is broken. And you know the truth is, if you've ever been through a breakup, like uh, you have a broken heart, broken hearts after a while, they quit because that's why a cut-off game is so strong. I mean, if you've gone through a breakup over and over and over again, 
Jakarta's game became so strong. It was like, well, I, I, I really don't know. I can't, I can't stay with this person. I mean, I can't take this shit. I know culture teaches us. Oh, once a person does this, you know, you cut off. But the truth is, anything that is normal to culture is abnormal to kingdom. That's where discernment comes in. Who are, who are the set of people that I am supposed to cut off? And who, who are the set of people that I am supposed to hang in there for, love them through, and see through for them? Well, I will say that the reason why Christ died, when he died on the cross, and his side was pierced, out came blood. And the blood was to, was to cover our sins. But you see the water? The water was to wash. Wash us. And a lot of us don't like washing. The water makes you think right, makes you choose right, makes you live right, makes you makes you behave right because it washes you. That is where the purity is. That is where it is. So now, why not allow God to be your substance? You keep drinking because you're trying to escape the reality that you don't have peace. You keep going to that guy for sex or that woman to satisfy your sexual urges because you don't have peace and you're trying to escape the reality of that. And at the same time, you're trying to claim kingdom. But in your press, you have a, you have a, a bunch of CDs there. Why that? The devil wants us to live in contrast. But the truth is when God needs us to detox, it puts us in the wilderness. And a lot of times we do not know that we're in the wilderness, so we spend longer time there. Hmm. Don't let your flesh control you. Let me make this example. I earlier said, what do you allow to go through your eye and your ear gates? Now, because what you allow controls your body. So imagine you've given your body, your flesh permission to control you by the things that you listen to, the things that you see, the things that you watch, the things that you take in all in the name of culture. And culture is anti-kingdom. For men, manhood is not just about what the world preaches today. Manhood is from the neck upwards, not from the waist downwards. God needs fighters. A man that is not trained to hear God's voice. Listen to me, ladies. A man that is not trained to hear from heaven, from the voice, hear the voice of God. What do you expect him to to teach you? What do you expect him to throw to you? Expect the shenanigans. Oh my God. And when you expect it, God help you so good. Transcend it. Don't meet it. Don't meet it at the middle. Get over that. You know, in conclusion, I think we scroll too much. God wants us to gain mastery of ourselves, of our appetites. Kingdom men have zebra control. Same with the ladies. Don't allow your moans to control you. Because he wants us, he is calling us to a life of purity. And um, I hope that this podcast blesses someone that is listening to me. Ask yourself, what is in the carry-on of my heart? Allow Jesus to be your gardener. 
all right guys have a wonderful wonderful day still your home girl saying bye